beautiful. Welcome to Pure Boys, a Christian cinema podcast. Uh, I'm Zachariah Ty Bryant. And I am Jonathan Taylor Taylor. And welcome to the holiest and uh, most pure podcast around. We are two pure boys and we're here to talk about the Lord and his works in cinema. And this week we have a real banger of an episode. I, uh, I'm, I'm so jazzed to talk about this. When we set out to make this show, this is exactly the kind of movies I wanted to be talking about. I think, well, and I think you can agree too, Jonathan, that, uh, yeah, it's pure. It's pure. And it's, it's, uh, it's a, it's a holy message and it's not at all, um, you know, <laughs> there's nothing nefarious about it at all. It's all very from the heart and genuine and is only there to just ask questions. That's all. This week, we're talking about a matter of faith. I'll put in cheers after I say that. Or like hoots or something like that. Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. uh, before we get into this movie, uh, let's start this episode the way we start all of our episodes. With the Pure Boys Prayer. God bless our God podcast. Bless our podcast. God, God bless, bless all, all podcasts. All podcasts. I, I love, love you. you. Better, way better than the first time. We're getting good. Yeah, at we it. really biffed it. That was uh, <laughs> my one cringe moment of the first episode was listening to the prayer. But it all things come with time. That's right. Yeah, exactly. Not millions of years, mind you, or even billions of years, but with. Uh, the right amount of time, let's say 4,000 years maximum, all good things will come. Yeah, the Earth isn't billions of years old, not by a long shot. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, <laughs> this, uh, I, well, I mean, should we, let, let, should we start with this movie? Should we start talking about this movie a little bit, or do we want to save, let's, let's talk a little bit about our initial reaction to this movie. Um, yeah. I like. Had you heard of this movie before we started doing the show? No, not at all. A lot of these movies, I feel the same way. I didn't really <laughs> yeah. know this universe existed. <laughs> well, that's even that's amazing. That's great. Um, yeah. I'm a good boy, so I've been a fan of Christian cinema for you know two or three years at this point. So I, uh, this movie was on my radar for a little while, and I. I didn't have the right resources to watch it, so I, I couldn't. But I remember seeing the trailer and being like, what is this? Like, this looks like a real romp of a good time at the movies, and I have to see what it's about. And it's, having seen it now, I go, yeah, it lived up to all the promises that the trailer made. It lived up to all my expectations. It was exactly, it is what we thought it would be, so. Yeah, the the trailer really slaps. It <laughs> it gets you going. <laughs> oh, Yeah. <laughs> Like, I guess we should give like the general premise of what this movie's about because uh, people obviously don't know what the hell we're talking about. Uh, oh, sorry, what the heck yeah. we're talking about? Um, do you want to give like a brief summary of what this movie, or like a like a, a elevator pitch of what this movie is? I don't know if I could do that. <laughs> well, I'm asking you to do it. I'm demanding it. Okay, <laughs> please. Well, if you're demanding it, uh, <laughs> this is basically. Uh, a real uh, look at the conflict between uh, creationism and evolution and people going into college and being forced down their throats, <laughs> this evolution uh, magic mm -hmm. and taking away from the teachings of the Lord. Yeah. And uh, 
a journey of a young lady who gets her uh, liberty taken quite literally <laughs> from her uh, at the beginning of this film. And she starts going to uh, college and oh, is yeah. introduced to this yeah, professor. Yeah. Yep. I'm getting into the weeds a little <laughs> bit with this uh, description. But uh, yeah, then there's a great debate. Exactly. That's that's what this whole movie is leading up to. A debate between a college professor and a secular man about creationism versus evolution. And uh and that's that's what we're all that's what we're leading up to. And uh boy does that debate deliver. It overpromises and overdelivers, I would say. <laughs> <laughs> There's another good tagline for this film. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um okay, so before we get into it, uh, real quick, how was your Valentine's Day? Did you have a good Valentine's Day? Oh, my uh, Valentine's Day was pretty lit. Um, I had uh, said uh, peanut butter bar that I talked uh, yeah. extensively about last uh, <laughs> yeah, episode. Yeah, yeah. So that was had, and it was uh, just as bad as I described it uh, previously. But that sounds like a good, like, I feel like I would enjoy that kind of bar. A, a, a hunk of peanut butter wrapped in delicious chocolate sounds amazing. Oh, yeah, a little bit of chocolate uh, <laughs> over some peanut butter. It's a, uh, how could you go wrong? How was uh, your Valentine's Day? Did you explode? It uh, it was it was low key. It was very quiet. We we did uh, we did the, or did our movie thing, and uh, watched yeah. the great battle between good and evil, aka good vampires and evil vampires. And um, yeah, it was beautiful. It was a beautiful end to a beautiful love story. That night, I started reading the Twilight books, and uh, they suck. They're really they're real <laughs> real junkas. They're real uh, toilet paper books. They're junk. But hey, I've I've committed to reading all of them and also buying all the other books. So I have the Twilight books. I now have the novella that's about like Eclipse. And then I'm also going to buy the other two books that have come out that I don't know the names of. Rising Sun and like Life and Death or something, something like that. So I'll, I'll check in every week and I'll let you know how Twilight's going. So far, three chapters into the first book. Edward and Bella have met and it's a beautiful thing so far. Um... And uh, yeah, he's not anyway. gaslighting her already. Just kidding. He's totally gaslighting her immediately. So it's pretty great. Well, I'm going to definitely pray on your journey and uh, you. follow along because I refuse to watch any of the movies or read any of the books. But well, this will be great. I will pray on your journey and pray that you someday find the light and see all of the Twilight movies for what they are. A beautiful Mormon parable for purity and chastity and uh, saving yourself until marriage, even if that marriage is to a blood-sucking monster vampire man. And uh, You had me at chastity. And there's plenty of it in these books and movies. Lots oh. of chastity. Oh, boy. <laughs> just people just aching to get it on, but not <laughs> able to because they're not married yet. And that's really what I want out of my vampire fiction. Man, I can't believe we got chastity and aching in the same conversation. That's perfect. <laughs> those words those words go together like lamb and tuna fish, though. They're, uh, they're yeah. two peas of the same pod. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. Should we move on to our next segment? Yeah, let's get into it. I'm jazzed. This is everyone's favorite segment of the show. The Kevin Sorbo Read of the Week. This is the part where you read a Kevin Sorbo tweet. 
Yeah, uh, I'm going to get into it. I'm not hearing the cues. You can't hear the music at all? No, I'm bummed. Oh, <laughs> is my, like, oh, my, oh, damn, all oh, my mic, well, anyway, you can just, just read it then. <laughs> just read it and that'll be yeah, fine, just, yeah. If you could give me the shocker or something. Here it is, here's the shocker <laughs> for you. Okay, so this one uh, starts out with uh, Hillary Clinton tweets, so we all know there's, it's going to be full of strife. Uh, she tweets, fulfill your oath, convict him, and then a bunch of other garbage. Uh, so Kevin Sorbo replies, she sounds like a Sith Lord, happy face, hashtag Star Wars. <laughs> cool. Appeal to those kids. Yeah. I was really excited to get a hashtag in there. Also, Star Wars, mm-hmm. huge, uh, huge fan. <laughs> and uh, You were Kevin Sorbo. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Sorbo, obviously. He really likes the uh, right-wing agenda of Star Wars, I think. Mm-hmm. And uh, you got to get him. You got to get Killary at her uh, worst. <laughs> and this is definitely one of the worst things that she could ever tweet. <laughs> so she said, fulfill your oath, convict him. And he went, yeah. this sounds like a Sith Lord. This sounds like something yeah. Emperor Palpatine would say. Sorry. Chancellor Palpatine would say to his apprentice Anakin Skywalker in probably in relation to Count Dooku and cutting his head off yeah Star Wars um, yeah she sounds like a Sith Lord what can you say she's the worst person imaginable and (laughs) she's trying to uh, you know hurt Trump in the worst way right. possible by convicting him. Also, don't forget Benghazi, alright? Don't forget the Benghazi, hey, don't forget Benghazi, alright? Don't forget it happened. Yeah, I don't know what it was, or up. even what it is, but don't forget it, alright? I'll what, never forget about Benghazi. What do you think Kevin Sorbo's favorite Star Wars movie is? Do you think he's seen all nine of them, or do you think he's just like seen a few and heard about the rest and went yeah I know he, he probably hates the new ones because they're full of a bunch of SJW lib sh- you know garbage in there right so <laughs> I don't know there's a lot of bad R stuff in there and I think uh, Kevin Sorbo has seen all uh, nine if not uh, Solo and <laughs> the others yeah, and it, the rest his, his favorite is probably Solo actually now that you mention it that's probably it he well, loves- he's probably a huge Childish Gambino's fan, I think. <laughs> yeah, but he doesn't like that Lando maybe has sex with robots and also men. He hates that aspect of the movies. Hates yeah, it. Yeah, hate, uh, he hates robot stuff. Anything to do with AI or... Uh, Goes against the Lord's creation. a bunch of left-wing garbage. Yeah, that's right. Those lib scientists. Anyway, why are we... This isn't a political show. <laughs> Yes, it is. Yes, it is. All right, you heard it here first. Pure Boys, a Christian cinema podcast, purely political show. Yeah. So I just want to clarify something here. When I, at the start, when I played the theme music and I was mouthing along to it, and oh, also big shout out to the Fraser Boys Bathroom Choir for that beautiful hymn to start the show. I forgot to give them, I forgot to give them thanks and praise at the start. You know, assalamu alaikum to all them. We love them. Um <laughs> Did you, you couldn't hear that music then. So you just saw me just mouthing, singing and waving my arms and you didn't know what was going on. Well, I was trying to point to my headphones. I knew that you were playing the song and I have heard it before. So I could like, 
spiritually get into it mm-hmm. but uh no i couldn't uh, be right there with you which was kind of sad well i think i know what the problem is and it's on my end but i'm not going to change it because it doesn't really matter anymore we've played uh, all pretty much all the thong- songs we have to play except the last one so it's fine or the next one i guess but yeah next time i'll make sure that you can hear everything anyway let's keep moving forward yeah. here um that was the kevin sorbo tweet of the week great tweet great pick uh yeah great stuff as always uh johnny Oh, I forgot to say what time of day he uh, posted that. It was 8.48 in the p.m. So, late night tweet. (laughs) Yeah, maybe he was watching Star Wars at the time. Maybe it was on, like, TBS or something. Late night freak, maybe. Maybe he's getting it on. (laughs) Maybe, yeah. Got a lot of questions for the Sorbo when we have him on the show. And mark my words, we will have Kevin Sorbo on the show to answer for each and every one of his tweets that he tweets out. (laughs) Yeah. And it will not be a deep fake. This will be as real as it gets. And we're not just going to buy, you know, several hundred dollars worth of cameos to have him say whatever we want and then edit those into an episode. I promise you we will not do that unless we have a successful Patreon that makes us hundreds of dollars every month, in which case that is probably what we're going to do. So, but until then, we're just going to put it out there to the Lord, bring Kevin Sorbo to our show. Could you imagine spending a couple hundred dollars on anything greater, though? Like, no, just be perfect. Not if it's other people's money. I could definitely not <laughs> see spending hundreds of dollars on anything greater. That would be the greatest thrill for me is to spend other people's money on Kevin Sorbo. That would be great. Yeah, I can't wait. Oh, also, hey, listeners, we're now on all podcasting platforms. So if you like this show, head on over to your podcasting platform give us a rating and all that stuff and uh you know greatest five stars write a little review all that stuff helps us and uh, helps more people find this pure pure podcast so uh do that anyway let's move on to the main event uh as it were this is uh, us talking about uh, a matter of faith <laughs> We're both dancing, even though only one of us can hear the music. I'm humming it in my brain. That's fair. Our hands are in sync, though, which is nice. Beautiful. All right. God, I really love that. Love that theme song. Love how good it sounds on the pipe organ. It's a beautiful thing. Uh, So, A Matter of Faith. Uh, this movie was made in uh, the year of our Lord, 2014, and uh, it is 100% not Christian propaganda. It is uh, a fair and balanced look at evolution versus creationism. Um, but where do we start with this? Where does this movie begin? Well, uh, we open on a park with a man on, and his daughter taking a nice stroll along a creek. Uh, she is she stops by the river and she's skipping stones into the water and uh, there's a little boy also skipping stones and by skipping stones I mean just throwing rocks into the water and uh, well the the boy his first toss is as hard as he can uh, toss (laughs) and it seems like he wants to get it over the creek and then his second toss as if he like remembered he's supposed to be skipping stones like is like oh yeah and then he skips a stone (laughs) I thought he just threw his arm out on that first toss and was like, I don't think I can, (laughs) director, I don't think I can do another one of those. I I think I really hurt my rotator cuff with that. (laughs) But there, the two kids are skipping stones and uh, the girl sees a 50 cent piece in the grass. 
I guess. And when yeah. she goes with to pick, liberty, yeah, <laughs> highlighted, <laughs> brightly highlighted. And when she goes to pick it up, the boy grabs it from her and glares at her and walks away. And uh, oof, that's. <laughs> It's such a great start to the film. Like, she has this closed fist, and he opens it and just rips that coin right out of her hand. That closed fist represents her beliefs on God, and that little boy is college professor Marcus Kamen ripping that belief in God out of her hand against her will. (laughs) It's a metaphor. um, (laughs) So, from there, we're introduced to our main character, Rachel... Uh, whatever her name is, <laughs> Whitaker. Uh, she's a non-issue throughout this whole movie anyways. Yeah, I, I got her and her roommate mixed up pretty much every time they were on screen. They are, they look identical to each other. But anyway, we're gonna, let's not get too ahead here. Rachel is off to college. Uh, her mom and dad are like, are, uh, seeing her off to, to go to college. And, uh, and, oh, no, sorry. They're at the, the party uh, scene. They're at a party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're at a, a restaurant uh, at the at her going away party when she's off to college, and uh, her dad is giving a speech and he delivers this killer line. This is the moment I've been waiting for. Two huge laughs from the people at the at the party, and then the he, laugh track they use is hilarious. It kind of like cuts off immediately, <laughs> yeah. and it's it's so stilted and fake. It's uh, I was so ready for this movie. It's like, that really got me going. Each laugh track is like 15 laughs, and then it stops. It's just like, ha 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 ha. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. No more. But uh, he says, this is the moment I've been waiting for. Ha ha ha. Stop. And then he goes, <laughs> what I meant was the moment I haven't been waiting for. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Cool. <laughs> cool, yeah, Dad. Everything's uh, pretty stilted right out of the uh, gate here. Yeah, the first thing you're going to notice about this movie is that the acting is uh, absolutely awful. <laughs> terrible acting, terrible banter between people that's just like, Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Oh, I'm well. What's going on? Oh, I don't know what is going on. What is going on with you? Like, it's just... It's so jilted and so, like, there's nothing, there's no flow, there's no natural, like, nothing natural about it. It's great. It's a very well written script. There are 90 scenes in this movie that are, like, (laughs) just stilted conversation like that and then next scene. Yeah. (laughs) Just nothing but net. Just bam, 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 and then move (laughs) on to the next thing. Um, Yeah. Rachel's packing up after the dinner. She's packing up uh, her suitcase and everything. And uh, her and her mom run out for a second, and her dad is in the room there. He picks up her Bible, and he slips a crisp $50 bill right into the Bible where her bookmark is, right in, I don't know, Deuteronomy or wherever, the middle, whatever's in the middle of the Bible. He slips it right in there as like a little yeah. a little treat for her when she gets to college. Hey, here's 50 bucks. Yeah. Spend it on, give it to the church, it presumably is what he wants her to do with it. <laughs> Donate it next Sunday when you go to church. Yeah, he definitely wants her to give this to the church. But, like, it's such a nice moment. Like, the dad truly cares for his daughter. Yeah. Give her a little extra spending money to enjoy her first couple weeks of college. Exactly. It's a a sweet moment. Yeah, buy some weed is what he's saying to her. (laughs) (laughs) Nay, nay. Nay, nay. Uh, Rachel goes, she heads off to college then, where we meet Allie, her roommate, who, as I described earlier, looks exactly like Rachel. They're both just long-haired brunettes that have the similar build and a similar face and you can't tell them apart when they're standing next to each other 
whenever I see this in a movie, and I think it's quite often, I just assume that they both read the lead. For <laughs> yeah, the lead. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> one of them got it, one of them didn't, and mm-hmm. yeah. That's, but they're best friends. That's a very good... I never thought about that, but that is a very good point. Yeah, that's definitely how they got cast for this. <laughs> yeah. And Allie, uh, she she introduces her to the room. She's very polite. She says, I didn't know which uh, bed to take, so I just took one. Sorry, is that okay? Mm-hmm. It's a very nice interaction. Yeah, that's that's the one thing about Allie is that, like, while other people at the college, like, kind of betray Rachel or kind of do some shysty things to her... Allie is always, like, good to her. Allie, Allie never wavers, you know? Like, she brings her orange juice that one day, and then Rachel returns the favor by bringing her the same cup of orange juice weeks later, presumably. <laughs> it's uh, Yeah, when she finds Jesus. Yeah, yeah exactly. Well, when she submits to Jesus. <laughs> and we will get into that. Oh, yeah, we will submit as well. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, but of course, what is college without some classes? So the only class we see her taking is her biology class. And it's here we are introduced to Professor Marcus Kamen, the coolest professor on campus. All the girls want to yeah. sleep with him. And all the guys want to beat him. <laughs> and all the guys want to run track as good as him. Oh, for sure. I... <laughs> This is a note on a act, on the acting of this film. Mm-hmm. It is pretty terrible, but <laughs> Mr. Kamen is good. He's a good actor. Yeah. I thought. He's in stuff. Like, I think he was on, like, Night Court and stuff like that, which I know is, like, a weird <laughs> pull for that. But, like, he is, um, yeah, he, he does stuff. Harry Anderson is his name. Harry Anderson. He was, uh, I watched Night Court. It was very good. Well, from a six-year-old's perspective. Well, he played. Uh, but Dave's World as well is pretty good stuff. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dave Barry. That's crazy. He also played. Oh, yeah. And this is not a, this is not a sell, but he played Richie Tozier in, uh, in the, um, the television It presentation, the, the miniseries that they did. He's the comedian oh. guy, the, the adult comedian. Yeah, like he he knows how to pace himself. He can deliver lines. He's also, for me, a breath of fresh air because he's talking about critical thinking and logic (laughs) Mm -hmm. and things you don't see in a lot of these films. And he's and he is a hundred percent the villain of this movie. (laughs) We need to make that villain of the piece. We need to make that very clear. He is the villain because he. He teaches biology, and his main thing is uh, studying the origins of life and everything about life. And in order to illustrate that, he immediately starts talking about evolution. And uh, and he, he makes a very good point at the start of his class, though. He goes, we're here to study science. Science is the field that challenges us to redefine the conventional wisdom of our ancestors. That is how we grow as a society and as a species. And I went... Yeah, man, that makes sense. That's good. It's, yeah, he is so logical. He is uh, clearly spoken, and he uh, really wants to teach these uh, young people, these freshmen, 
about uh, learning and critical thinking mm-hmm. and growing as a human being. Except and obviously the villain of the piece. And and like he's very smart and very well spoken, except when it counts, aka the debate where he just crumbles. <laughs> Spoiler alert! <laughs> like he just yeah he all of that all that I expected so much more from him in that debate, and he. Well, anyway, I don't want to. Let's not jump ahead to the debate. The debate is is a big thing. So, um, because we're going into one of my favorite scenes, which is the college party. (laughs) Okay. Well, why don't you take the lead on this then? Tell us about the college party. Uh, there's just some generic, like, dance beat going on in the (laughs) background. And just not what you would think of a typical college party where there's just crazy drinking and drugs (laughs) and. (laughs) Stuff like that. Just a bunch of nice people bobbing their heads and having a real good time. And then in comes uh, Woman Eater Jason. <laughs> if we if this wouldn't get us demonetized on uh, YouTube, I would be playing Britney Spears Womanizer right now because that is who <laughs> Jason is. He looks like a looks oh, like man. a schlemiel, but he is a womanizer. Yeah, he is a schlemazel. <laughs> yeah, truly. so he wants to chat her up uh so he asks uh to go outside or go somewhere that's there's a little bit less talking Mm -hmm. and uh kind of wants to get in her pants yeah that's made pretty clear later on but yeah he's just for now he's just interested in like what classes she's taking and stuff like that (laughs) like yeah i mean the point of the scene is to uh uh, reiterate professor came in he had Professor came in mm-hmm. earlier, and he's mm-hmm. uh, quite, uh, quite a character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he he nails his impression of him. Welcome, welcome, welcome! Is everyone alive out there? <laughs> That's very good. How do you remember that? He did that on the first day of school. I bet he doesn't do that every class. <laughs> that seems like. <laughs> Well, Jason's a real cut him up. I, I'm sure he was uh, being really goofy off camera, and yeah, I'm sure everyone hated him. That's why he got written out of the movie pretty quickly, <laughs> and is involved in the most pointless storyline in this movie. <laughs> yeah, the introduction to my main man Tyler. <laughs> yeah, for real. So, so Jason and Rachel, I guess, kind of hit it off. There's like talk of like, oh, are you gonna? Like our like the next day, Allie like wakes her up, with like brings her an orange juice and goes, "Are you gonna wake up?" And she goes, "Well, what time is it?" She goes, "It's almost ten. It's like okay, it's almost ten on a Sunday. So what? Like, why do I have to wake up? It's so you're saying it's like nine forty. So what? Well, she has some freedom now. She can sleep into ten if she wants to. I mean, she's gonna. And she miss was church. up all night with Jason. Well, just talking though. She makes that very clear. Yeah. We just talked. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's clear that like her and Jason kind of hit it off. Allie seems like pretty excited about that. She's like, "Hey, I met him and his and his roommate Tyler this summer somehow." And uh and like, you know, Jason's available, so you better get on that cuz he's going to get snatched up pretty quick. And I went, "I don't think he is." That I've seen like <laughs> yeah. I don't think that I don't think there's people lining up around the block to try to get with Jason. He's like he looks like a young Shia LaBeouf. No, he looks like um, oh, what's his name? Like he looks like a like Paul Dano's like drug addicted brother. That's what he looks like. <laughs> he just looks like a he scrub. Looks, 
he does look very familiar, but I don't think he's in anything. He doesn't even have a like a photo on IMDb or anything. He's like, but he pretty much everyone in these movies is not in anything. Like the Night Court guy, <laughs> Professor Kamen, is the big get for this movie. Weirdly enough, yeah. There's a, there's always a get, but uh, in this one, it's definitely not Jason, mm-mm, mm-mm. and he does not have the acting school skills to back it up. No, uh, we find out that. Uh, um, through Rachel's dad, Stephen, we find out that Rachel went to this university, even though her parents wanted her to go to a Christian college, but she wants to be a pharmacist and this school has a better science program, which like, no duh, it does. <laughs> Why would you go to a Christian yeah, she's, college? Uh, she has majored in biology and she's going to see a lot of Professor Kamen over these next couple of years. Yeah, you bet she is. And I, you know, we're never shown what happens to Rachel after this but like what are the next four years like for her at this school <laughs> like she yeah there's she, no definitive learning moment or change other than she wants to submit to jesus <laughs> <laughs> yeah she's just gonna be we const- don't know she's gonna be constantly battling professor came in for her like immortal soul is essentially what yeah. the next four years are going to be. Just the two of them, just bulls with their horns locked, just fighting each other. Yeah, we do know who she's going to be with, but... Oh, yeah, well, we'll get to him. Um, <laughs> so we're back in we're back in Professor Kamen's class. He presents uh, that age-old argument to, to talk about evolution. He presents, which came first, the chicken or the egg? And he makes a bunch of people raise their hands if they believe that the egg came first. And he makes a bunch of people raise their hands if the chicken came first. Of course, Rachel raises her hand to say the chicken came first. And he goes, well... And then he makes them do it again for some reason. I don't know why he does it twice. (laughs) It's weird. Once again, raise your hands if you think the egg came first. Okay, 90% (laughs) of the class. And then he goes, well, there is a right answer. And that is that the egg came first. And Rachel's like, I don't know what... Hey, me and the egg came first. What? Yeah. It totally blows her mind. She doesn't know how to take that information at all. Which is confusing to like the the church that I grew up in, um, we they they weren't like hardcore about all this kind of stuff. They were more just like the Bible's a bunch of stories, you know? Yeah. And like just read them or don't or whatever, but you know whatever. We definitely we don't diddle kids, but we're like we you know whatever. They're they're pretty wishy washy church. So yeah, based on what Rachel thinks, she thinks that a chicken just like poofed into a nothing, like just popped out of nowhere, and suddenly there was a chicken. Yeah, not not an a chicken grew in an egg. And then was born out of that egg. Like, even in her own worldview, even in her her old belief system, wouldn't the egg have still come first? Because that's how a chicken is born? (laughs) Like, that's how a chicken comes about? Yeah, but I think in this uh, crazy creationism, like, is fact and logic world that they live in, Mm -hmm. life comes from life. (laughs) It doesn't come from (laughs) non-life. Yeah. It doesn't come it doesn't from, come from eggs. a Fabergé egg. It comes from life, which yeah. still doesn't make sense in terms of what they believe. <laughs> like, a chi- yeah. Life comes from life, and I believe a chicken appeared out of thin air one day. <laughs> okay. All right. Fine. All right. That's cool. 
it's one of the many things that they think strengthens their argument, but has nothing to do with anything. <laughs> it's just a hollow expression that means nothing. Yeah. Um, so, okay, for the listeners, this is going to be like, it's going to feel like we're just zipping through scenes here, but that's because that's what this movie is. Like, it's just this nonstop pummeling of scenes until we get to the debate at the end. But it's like every 30 seconds, there's a new scene starting and you just whip through them as fast as you can. It's, it's exhausting. Yeah, in that last couple of scenes, we actually missed a scene of uh, the dad that is just in front of his uh, computer monitor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And there's a bunch of numbers on it and he looks at a picture <laughs> and he's talking about his daughter at college. They just like keep going at a breakneck pace oh, with yeah. these stupid little scenes that mean nothing. And you're just introduced to people and there's and it doesn't some of it doesn't mean anything like this next yeah. thing this next scene that we get to is a man walks up to two kids and drops a stack of newspapers in front of them and then tells them to archive them in like on the comp school computers who is this man who are these boys why are they archiving these papers it's not established in this scene we don't know who what's going on at this moment just Here's papers. Put them in the thing. The university will be indebted to you. Okay. Who are who are we? Who are you? Yeah, I feel like they wanted this scene to inject some serious humor into this movie. <laughs> they they really wanted this to be a cut em up. They used that uh, professor. I don't know the journalism guy. Who they is, wanted him to be kind of a cut him up guy. Like that guy's not. that guy's the real villain of this movie, I think. I think that guy like <laughs> they try to paint Cayman as an asshole. Uh, sorry. Well, I can say asshole. It's in the Bible. Um yeah. but they don't but that that guy, the director of journalism, like the head of the journalism department, he's the real asshole in this movie. And we'll see as it goes on, but he's just a jerk to people. Yeah, he's the true Sith Lord of the Peace. <laughs> Yeah, he says when he says things like the university will be forever in your debt, I go, that sounds like something a Sith Lord would say. <laughs> yeah, he's in the shadows with his cloak and his candles. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But then he's also teaching classes as a man in a regular outfit, and you go, you know, those guys' chins look really from similar, but it's probably not the same person. <laughs> I'll let it go. Yeah. Um. Okay, so then we jump to... Uh, they're, they're at Jason and Allie and Rachel. Rachel is the main character. Jason is her, like, the guy that she's interested in, and Allie is her roommate. They're all at, like, the local restaurant, I guess, for this college. I think it's, like, a student union type place. It's a chill, like, oh, yeah, yeah. That relaxed is it is. place. Yeah, it's the student union. And, uh, cause I guess, yeah, it's not a restaurant. Nobody's eating or drinking anything. They're all just sitting at tables. So, um, but they're, they're trying to Jason and Allie are trying to pressure Rachel into pulling a prank on his roommate who is also there but isn't sitting with them and isn't talking to them or even acknowledging them. It's weird. Yeah, this is the first time or only time that Allie's kind of uh, a little nefarious, but like not on purpose. She just wants to see a fun prank. Yeah, and I I don't even know if I'd say it's like she's definitely pressuring Rachel, but it's like like yeah. you said, it's just it's for a fun prank for them, not for the person being pranked. For him, it will ruin his day, but for them, it's just it's just harmless fun, right? Yeah, Ellie wants to see Rachel cut loose, get into the whole college spirit of the yeah. thing. Yeah, do it for the sake of college fun, she says. Which, all right, <laughs> fine. I guess this is do better it for than the eggs. 
Yeah, do it for the gram. Like this gram of weed we're going to give you if you do it. <laughs> so they're they're telling her, take this $100 bill, go over to my roommate, Tyler, and uh, and pull this prank on him. And so she says, ah, ah, all right, after a lot of humming and hawing, fine, I'll go pull this prank on him. She goes over, and the prank is, oh, yeah, Jason pitches it to her like, if you pull this prank off, people are going to talk about it for years here. And no, they won't. I'll tell you that right now. After the week goes by, no one's going to talk about this ever again. It's it's a fine prank, but I saw it on TikTok last week, and I've already forgotten that it existed until the, I watched this movie. And I was like, oh, yeah, that is a prank you could pull on somebody. Yeah, this is not going to put you on a plaque on the walls of the university for years to come. This <laughs> no. is just a stupid little prank. Yep. So the prank is... Uh, she goes up to Tyler and she says, hey, handsome, uh, how about this prank? I'll give you $100 if you let me crack three eggs over your head. And he goes, oh, handsome. Well, <laughs> I guess I am kind of handsome. I don't know about that. No. Oh, I mean, people have been telling me that my whole life, but uh, I don't know. I got, I got a medium-sized dick. But <laughs> it's been sucked before, sucked to completion <laughs> before, so... <laughs> I don't know about that. These are some pure Christian boys. No, no, no. Those boys aren't pure Christian. Those are like those are the bad boys. That's like you know Poonhound Jason and Poonhound Tyler and Poonhound <laughs> Third Friend, whatever his name is, Jackson yeah. or whatever. I think I, I dubbed them the Heck Boys. <laughs> I mean, that is where they're going for sure. I also came up with the phrase "Woman Hater Bro Squad." <laughs> Which is a little too toothsome. That's a little too uh, long, but well, it's yeah. still fun. And they're not really woman haters. They're more women disrespecters. They don't respect women. They just, you know, love them and leave them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they really build them up to be these uh, <laughs> cool jock types. <laughs> With their flag football. <laughs> I love anytime, like anytime someone is walking into a scene, they're always whispering to the person they're with, and then they just stop whispering. So, like, there's another scene where Tyler and, and another guy who we never see again are walking into the library, and he sees. Well, anyway, yeah, yeah, and he sees uh, Rachel, and he's like whispering to the guy. He's like, "No matter how many times I throw it to him, and no matter how hard I throw it, and no matter how good I throw it, he can't catch it." Anyway, hey man, I'll see you later. <laughs> I'll catch you later. It's like, why are you? Why are the whispering? And it happens like four or five times in this movie. Just different people just whispering to start a scene. It's very weird. Yeah, the, I think the Christians love some whispering. They yeah. love uh, telling secrets to each other. True. Uh, so, okay, so the prank, though. The prank is, uh, Rachel says, let me crack three eggs on your head, and I'll give you $100. And he goes, well, all right. And one of the guys goes, come on, man, it's $100. Like, do it. Which, like, yeah, do it. It's $100 to crack three eggs on your head. Who gives you shit? Fine. Give me $100. So yeah. she cracks. You could the- pee on my leg for $100. <laughs> yeah, if you were Chuck Berry, you, I'd let you pee on me for $100. I learned some uh, horrible amen. stuff. I was reading about up about <laughs> Chuck Berry this week, and I discovered some horrible things about him that we're not going to get into on the show. But I'll tell you off yeah, air because they're horrific. Um, <laughs> so she cracks the first egg over Tyler's head and runs down, and then she cracks the second egg, and one of those friends goes, "Ah, oh, scrambled son," which I thought was uh, <laughs> I missed that voiceover. Pretty, oh no, it's a pretty cool line. <laughs> So she cracks, cool. she cracks the second egg and then goes, 
And he goes, all right, here comes the third egg and my $100. And she goes, actually, I think two eggs is good. She takes the $100 and skedaddles out of there. Got him. <laughs> Booyakasha. Yeah, that's a good prank. That's a very good prank. For the second egg, Tyler kind of looks up, <laughs> so it, like, runs down his face. Yeah. Uh, it's just so awkward. I'm sure it was a directorial, like, note or something so they could get it on film good, but, ugh, well, did like, it look bad. The first egg, she, like, smashes it on his forehead, on his beautiful tuft of hair. The second yeah. egg, she, like, cracks it on his forehead and then, like, opens it as if she's, like putting it in a pan which is like weird it's a weird <laughs> choice to be like crack that egg on his head now and then <laughs> mix it onto him like he's scrambled son <laughs> yeah he's scrambled son yeah may i note i think this is a good uh note uh time to mention that tyler is a huge upgrade from jason oh. this guy can get it yeah for sure. And, like, here's the other thing, though. Jason isn't even, like, the ugly friend in their friends group. There's an even uglier kid that hangs out with them. So what is Tyler doing slumming with these two uggo boys? I don't understand it. He can be doing so. He's the presumably the quarterback on the flag football team at this university. He should be just crushing it. It's just weird that he's got this yeah. tag friend group of losers. Yeah, he's hot enough to be a quarterback of a real football team. But he's not big enough. That's his. That's his downfall. Is he's he's wow. like he's like got a scrawny flag football body, but not a big hefty foot. You know, man football body. They should have made him like a starting pitcher or something. I could see him pitching. Yeah, they should have made him. Butt. They should have made him like Japanese or something. <laughs> yeah, but only in makeup. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Very like Sean Connery in that James Bond movie. Just you only live twice or whatever. <laughs> Just very, Ooh. very rough-looking, inappropriate makeup. And Hollywood's had a rough past. <laughs> yeah, they have. Anyway, but we're talking about the future of Hollywood, which is Christian cinema. Um, yeah, for sure. So we find out then uh, that a debate is coming up between uh, the journalism and the science department, which I guess is like yeah. a thing they do all the time, I guess, for some reason. Well, yeah, it looks like every month one department has a a debate and it's up for up to them to come up with a topic. Yeah. And uh yeah, it's the biology's department uh next October. Oh, that's what something. it So the the journalism department is like always debating somebody a different department every month then and then October it it just happens to be the biology department. Yeah, I think I think journalism just sets it up and like does a story on it and advertises it, but the the debate is upon the department to create. Oh, something. yeah, yeah, that makes yeah. more sense. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, so, oh yeah, and we find out that in the next scene we find out that Jason made it very clear to Rachel that he just wants to be friends with her, and she's like really bummed, yeah. even though he's a loser. <laughs> And like, you know, and she didn't seem that into him. It was more her roommate trying to like get her to have fun. And... Yeah, and I love that she's like, he said he just wants to be friends. That's what it's always been. It's like, yeah, that's right, <laughs> that's correct. Yeah, you nailed it. Yeah, they watch TV. <laughs> yeah, in the in the like in the lobby though, not in his room. Yeah, they wouldn't do that. <laughs> um. 
Where are we here? Oh, yeah. So then we're back to the unnamed guys archiving papers again, which, like, this scene is just nothing. Like, it's just two guys being like, ah, how's that archiving going? Oh, pretty slow. Okay, cool. Bye. And then they leave. You go, well. It it sets up that Evan's covering the debate, but it's still pretty unnecessary. Yeah. And a, a short scenes that could have been covered over, like, previously when they were talking. Yeah. Dude, like, this script needed another, like, two or three passes, and then it would have been perfect. <laughs> yeah, like, all the points are there. Structurally mm-hmm. and logically, it makes sense, mm-hmm. but <laughs> it's almost too perfect. It, yeah, of. I would say so. Yeah, yeah. Um, Tyler introduces himself to Rachel at the library, and uh, th- that this is the scene where Tyler's, like, walking with his friend being like, no matter how many times I throw it, and no matter how good I throw it, he can't catch it. Hey, man, I'll catch you later, all right? I'm going to go talk to this girl. See you later, pal. And then he leaves, and and Tyler is, like, like he's, he's, a, he's a scummy dude in this movie. Like, he's just very forceful and, like, hey, you cracked eggs over my head. You owe me a date. And she's like, I don't really want to go on a date. And he's like, yeah, you do. You cracked eggs on my head. So you're going on a date with me to this debate. And she's like, all right, cool. Yeah, all right. That sounds fun. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he is incredibly forceful right away. And she just got over Jason. The heartbreak. (laughs) Yeah, it's true. Got put in the friend zone. Yeah, how dare you try to pick up this uh, woebegotten lady? (laughs) <laughs> and uh, force her to go to a shitty debate about math. Yeah, he lies to her about how popular these debates are going to be. And then they go there and there's like 10 people there. And she's like, all right, well. And then after the after the debate, she's like, I had a lot of fun. And I just went, how could you? This, like, like you said, John, <laughs> this is a debate about math. How could it have been fun? I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe they're meant to be. Maybe they had a truly good time that you saw none on that's true yeah but i mean you know he says to her as they're parting ways after the date when can i see you again can i see you this weekend and she says no i'm going home to see my parents for the weekend but afterwards yeah maybe when i get back let's hang out let's do some stuff and he's like okay that sounds good yeah again very forceful she cracked two eggs so he gets two cracks at that ass <laughs> yeah he says that i get i get to i get a crack at that ass for those eggs <laughs> yeah he said, "You're cracking eggs on my head, and I'm using my head to crack your eggs." And she's like, "I don't, I don't really know. I don't think that's very nice <laughs> to say." Yeah, I gotta go home and see my dad. Yeah, who I love very much. Um, yeah. So that weekend, Rachel goes home to see her dad, and uh, and like we see her pulling up into the driveway, and then the next scene is her just sitting in her old bedroom, just texting on her slide phone, and her dad comes in and is like. Hey, dinner's going to be ready soon. She's like, okay, sounds good. He goes, hey, so tell me about college life. It's like, did you come home to see your family and then just immediately go to your bedroom and not talk to them at all about like, like the first thing they would ask about when she got in was, hey, tell us about college. Instead, she went, I'm going to go to my room for like four hours. I hope that's okay. Maybe they weren't home yet, man. You know what? Maybe. Yeah, that's a good point. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) Maybe I'm being too harsh on this movie. You're right. I'm being too harsh on it. Uh, it's kind of weird that the next scene that she's just in her bedroom alone. And <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I definitely see what you're saying. This is bizarre. But he, the father seems like a genuinely nice guy, is engaging with her, asking mm-hmm. her how she's uh, doing. Mm-hmm. But then he finds out, does he find out about uh, Mr. Kamen, Professor Kamen then? Yeah, she mentions that like she's having yeah. a lot of fun. She Her favorite class is her biology class. She loves Mr. Kamen. He's a really funny guy. And her dad goes, a funny guy? A funny biology <laughs> professor? What the frick? I need to investigate this. Like it's... Yeah. It's portrayed as if her dad is like, and even the music kind of changes to be a little ominous. And her dad's like, what? What the heck? He's like confused by that. I got to Google this guy. This this guy's, this guy's not right. I have to. Does he know that she's uh, getting taught evolution at that point? No, he knows that she's in a biology class and that her teacher is funny. And he goes, that's enough to make me suspicious. I need to look into this man. I need to spell because right, he finds out. Yeah, when that's that's when he finds out. But like, he googles the guy's name, but the spelling of his name is not how you'd ever spell Cayman. Like his name is Marcus Cayman, but Cayman is spelled K A M A N, which <laughs> n- not not in a million years would you spell it like that. <laughs> so that, that would, okay. Okay. Ta- time for my uh, favorite segment of this uh, podcast. How would you spell that name? <laughs> Even once I saw how it was spelt, I continued to spell it C-A-Y-M-A-N. Because that's how Cayman uh, is spelt. I spelt it C-A-M-E-N, but that was... Well, that's good too, though. That's better than K-A-M-A-N. <laughs> More likely. Yeah, I was pretty dumbfounded. I, I, I had to force myself to put a K when I... Uh, <laughs> I felt dirty about it, though. I get that for sure. Yeah. Uh, but she's at home. This this whole going home sequence is three scenes long, but it's like two minutes. Like it's like the quickest return trip. She comes home, tells her dad about oh, I love Professor Cameron. He's very funny. And then the next scene, the family's late for church, and she she runs into the kitchen, puts her Bible down on the island, and then runs out and then goes, Dad, could you grab my Bible? It's like. You just come back and get it. You were like you left like one second ago. Just turn around and grab it. But fine. Um, her yeah. her dad grabs her Bible and realizes she didn't take that fifty dollar bill out of there. That fifty dollar bill is still in the Bible. Yeah, she she has not cracked this Bible for this couple of weeks that she's been at college. Mm-hmm. And how dare she! And so, as a petty act of revenge, he pockets that $50 bill and goes, she doesn't deserve that money. <laughs> it's never brought up. Nope. She never finds out nope. about it. it like, it's a victimless crime, technically. Yeah. But so petty. Petty, petty, Tom Petty. It is... <laughs> it's so disgusting. <laughs> It is a very funny thing to do to just be like, here's a gift from my daughter. Oh, she didn't see it. Or like, as far as he knows, maybe she did see it or just like, I use a, I use an American $1 bill as a bookmark. That's like one of, that's like my yeah. main bookmark that I use is one. It's in twilight right now. It's a $1 bill, but like, maybe she was just using it as a bookmark. Maybe she just, maybe she left it there cause she didn't, she figured no one would take it. There's a million reasons why that $50 bill might still be in her Bible, but her dad goes, yeah, frick her. I'm taking this away. I'm putting it in my pocket. Yeah. Frick the shit out of <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly amen frick the shit out of your daughter pal how's that sound <laughs> taking this 50 you don't get it 
Yeah, yeah it was I'm really concerned. petty. And then, yeah. Um, so she leaves, and her dad immediately goes to his pastor and is like, "You know, I'm really concerned about this Marcus Cayman guy. He 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 teaches biology at the call at the public college, but he but he teaches evolution. He doesn't even teach creationism as an alternative to evolution." And his pastor replies with, "Well, the attack on Genesis is a battleground." Which is like, <laughs> these people are going to burn down a mosque one day. That's who these people are. They are like, they are, th- these are the seeds of like insane QAnon fundamental Christians. Like they're, these are the kind of people that will go crazy and storm the Capitol building one day. This isn't a political show. Yeah, this is not a political show, but they are so fundamental that it blows their mind that she's being taught. Well, the father's mind is blown. The priest at least knows a little bit more about the world, but he is blown away that she's being taught evolution and he is overwhelmed. (laughs) And like what how small of a bubble have these people lived in where they're like, I can't believe people aren't teaching creationism in publicly funded (laughs) colleges. Like, blown away by that notion. Yeah, it's crazy how, like, just steeped in their own worldview that they are. And their worldview comes from the Bible. (laughs) Yeah, and it's it's fricked. It's fricked ten ways from Sunday. (laughs) And these are the heroes. The villains are the people teaching evolution and not teaching Genesis or uh, creationism as an alternative to evolution. Those are the villains of this movie. Yeah, they don't even uh, teach creationism alongside evolution. Like, Mm -mm. at least give it an option. Mm -mm, mm -mm, No way. Because that's what this movie is all about, is like understanding and just like letting people make their own choices, but also shoving this (laughs) Christian shit down your throat. Yeah, making your own choices. But if you tried to teach my child anything other than what I taught her, you got heck to pay. (laughs) Anything that I've taught her in the last eight years, because we find out she wasn't a Christian until she was (laughs) 10. (laughs) But anyway. Well, I think that's the first time she submitted. She'd obviously been to Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Of course she's been going to church for, yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Um, She knows about hell, of course. (laughs) Yeah, or heck. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's a great scene with the professor where professor came in, clowns some track runner in his class by being like, what's your time in, in the 1500 meter? You're a, you're on a scholarship. And the guy's like, I don't know, four minutes and three seconds. He's like, that's a really good time. Are you the fastest runner on your team? No, I'm the fourth fastest runner. Well, let's say there's 10 teams in your league. And uh, where do you think you rank? And there's four guys on each team. That's 40 runners. Where do you think you rank in those? I don't know. Maybe I'm the 30th best runner. Oh, well, you got a lot of catching up to do then. You get, you're, you're a pretty shitty runner, pal. How's that sound? <laughs> and at no point does the kid go, why are you asking me this? Why are you doing this to me, Professor Kamen? I'm a good student. I come to your class. Yeah. He's a really good boy. He just wants him to move on and not talk about his uh, disabilities <laughs> as a, a runner. But the point... And, that... oh, go ahead, sorry. No, I, I just... It's a really poor example of evolution. Yeah, he's, that's that's the whole point he's trying to make. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's trying to make it like, hey, we've gotten faster and stronger over these past hundred years. Like he would have won 
the Olympic gold medal like a hundred years ago or something. <laughs> yeah, the way how... when he presents it and he's like, if you'd have ran the 1500 in the 1894 Olympics, you'd have got first place. And the kid goes like, yeah, yeah, you're right. I would have. <laughs> it's like, well, you yeah. didn't. You're running it in 2014 <laughs> and you're going to get fourth apparently. And that's an example of evolution that mm -hmm. we are growing stronger, faster, and just uh, you could even imagine what runners would be like in the next hundred years. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But uh, the reason why there is such a huge gap between 120 years ago to now is mostly technology, training, uh, <laughs> yeah, so many factors outside of evolution. I mean, evolution is a part of it, but like, I guarantee that kid's parents weren't track runners. Like, yeah. like to, to your point, that he was just he was just some schlub who, through getting Nike trainers and like good coaching, is able to run really fast now. Like, it's not like yeah. he was bred to be a runner. And like, you could make that maybe if maybe if it was football, you'd have more of like a leg to stand on because like in parts of the states, there are towns where there's just generation after generation after generation of football players right like that's probably a better example of evolution in terms of sports but yeah to his point is like well yeah my dad is like a, a my dad's 400 pounds and my mom is a housewife like neither of them are runners <laughs> like they're not I, i'm i just got lucky i don't know <laughs> yeah that's why i'm the fourth best on my team and the 30th best in the league i'm not that good <laughs> Just keep reiterating, he's the 30th best, and that's all he really wanted to bring up. <laughs> and, like, the professor never... Like, this is maybe the only scene where the professor's kind of a dick to somebody. And I go, all right, this is... Yeah, well, no, there's there's that other scene with Rachel as well, where he's a pretty big dick to her, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he turns into a villain uh, pretty quickly. But it's like... He's all uh, poppy in the first, uh, first meeting, but... He's, like, he's a soft villain, though. He's not, like... He doesn't do anything outright villainous. He's more just, like, a tactless jerk than, like, evil, right? He's just more like, eh, I'll just make fun of this kid, whatever. He's fine. He's here on an athletic scholarship. He's doing fine. Yeah, and he's definitely soft. There's no evidence of him getting a boner throughout no. this whole movie. <laughs> no, certainly not. that not. I saw. Mm. And I was looking, and I didn't see anything. Um, Rachel is now at the library where a guy, a, like... Her roommate approaches her and is like, hey, we're going to go. There's a jazz band playing. You want to go see the jazz band? And she goes, no, I have all this work to do in Professor Kamen's class. Okay, you're a good student. Bye. Her Allie doesn't pressure her to come with them. She just goes, all right, well, hey, hit the books and let's get up. Let's catch up later. Good, good personality. I like Allie. She's maybe the only person I like in this movie. Yeah, she's she's sweet. Yeah. She's just a nice person. Yeah. So we, so then some dingus is listening in. One of the guys working on the newspaper is just listening into their conversation. And he goes, hey, you have Professor Kamen, right? And she goes, yeah. And he goes, what do you think about his theories of evolution? And she goes, I don't know. He makes some, he's, you know, it's interesting. It's interesting stuff. Yeah. And the kid goes, well, I think it's interesting, but I, I don't believe in what he's saying. And she goes, I don't freaking care. Whatever, man. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, and uh, then he gets up and starts to leave mm -hmm. and then goes, oh, by the way, 
came in is not right. Yeah, he's wrong about evolution. <laughs> and she goes, okay. okay. <laughs> like, who are yeah. you? Oh, my name is Evan, whatever my name is. <laughs> like, yeah, Evan Almighty. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that's his name, Evan Almighty. Everyone is introduced. Everyone's giving everyone their first and last names in this. And I don't know why. I've never introduced myself except on this show as Zachariah Ty Bryant. Not once in my life. <laughs> well, I think it's just the writing wanting to be as logical and as thorough as You're right. possible. You're right. Yep. They uh, they really want to make a point and they don't want to get caught. No. no. Um, so now Rachel's dad is a total is revealed to be a total scumbag. Uh, he, he he's talking to his wife on the phone and he's like, "Hey, I just talked to Rachel and I said that I can take the day off work tomorrow and uh, you and me can drive up there. We can take her out for dinner and like hang out with her and then we'll drive back the same night." And she goes, "Oh, okay." His wife's like, "Yeah, all right, that sounds good. As long as you drive home, I'll be tired." And he goes, "Yeah, it'll be great. We'll go see our daughter." And then the next shot is her mother knocking on her dorm room door. Rachel opens the door and just her mother is there. Where is her yep. father? Well, he's gone to Professor Kamen's office to badger him about <laughs> about his evolution teachings. <laughs> yeah, he went right to Kamen's office. He he's acting like a like a really bad gambling addict or something. <laughs> like he's just he's really irate and he needs to confront this man who is poisoning his daughter. And like it's clear the whole reason he wants to go up to the college is to go talk to Professor Kamen. It's not like, yes, he uses his daughter as an excuse to get up there, but he just wants to go badger Professor Kamen. It's such a, like, transparent motive, and it's just like, you're a scummy dude. You're a real piece of garbage, Stephen. Yeah, petty action number two. Mm -hmm. First the $50 bill, (laughs) then dragging his wife three hours and why make it three hours just make it like an hour or something (laughs) it fits into the narrative of the whole thing a lot better that's so that uh when him and that other guy meet up later when him and evan meet up then there's you know they gotta meet halfway so but uh but yeah again this man is the hero of this movie and so far he's stolen $50 from his daughter that he gave to her and lied about why he wanted to go visit her at college so he could go yell at her professor about his curriculum that he's teaching. Just shoving his nose in other people's business. And man, does he get up in Cayman's grill. And Cayman handles him great. He like he says to him, like, hey, Professor Cayman, I, uh, I, so I, I had some concerns about what you're teaching in class. And Professor Cayman's like, oh, okay, what, what, what are your concerns? And he goes... Well, you teach the theory of evolution, but you don't talk about creationism. And Professor Kamen goes, are you a religious man? And and her dad goes, what do you mean? You know what he means, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> what, do you, what do you mean, what do you mean? Yeah, what do you mean is super loaded. It's never like, hey, what do you mean? It's yeah. what do you mean? It's like in Showgirls where Gina Gershon asks uh, Nomi Malone, how do you like having nice tits? And she goes... What do you mean? You know what she means. She's trying to seduce you, Nomi. Don't get fooled by Gina Gershon. Yeah, this is definitely the most showgirls moment of this movie. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I mean, the scene ends with somebody coming up to Professor Kamen and going, it must be weird not having people come on you anymore. (laughs) Which has happened to Kamen before, but that's... That's at the end of the credits, I think. <laughs> yeah, it was a Marvel MCU post-credit stinger. 
he's, he's getting the Chuck Berry special. Anyway, we're not going to talk about Chuck Berry. <laughs> I have so much to tell you off Second air about, time. about what a horrible man Chuck Berry was. I have so much to tell you. <laughs> yeah, p- artists from the past oh. have uh, not a great track record. Yeah, but yeah. this is not a political no, or <laughs> anti-Hollywood podcast. This is not a political podcast. Uh, so, <laughs> so the... The, the the professor came and says to uh, Stephen, Rachel's dad, he says, do your religious beliefs give you comfort? Do they comfort you? And he goes, yes. And he goes, well, my understanding of evolution and my and the science backing it up comforts me. And so that's why I teach it. Also, I teach what the textbooks tell me to teach. I don't, yeah. I didn't invent this class. I'm following a curriculum. <laughs> so lay off me. But uh, yeah, he, but he's being very like astute about it like he's not damning this man he's telling him to like if you believe in these things go ahead and keep believing them but i'm gonna teach what i'm gonna teach in my class and i have somebody coming in so please leave yeah which is a lie to just get him out of there but it's it works it works well enough yeah but her dad is like like won't back down and so professor came and goes hey um you're like really into your beliefs right like you fully you're you're fully alive you fully believe these things and her dad's like yes he goes, well, we have a debate coming up next month. We need a topic. Why don't you debate me on, like, you take the stance of creationism. I'll take the stance of evolution. We'll have a friendly debate about it. Um, You don't have to worry. Like, there's a moderator. It's all very, like, nice. Um, If you don't feel comfortable speaking, like, you can read off prepared cards. People do that all the time. But, like, let's just have a friendly debate about the merits of creationism and evolution. And her dad is like, how? I I don't know. I don't know if I could do that. Like, he's so taken aback by that notion. But it's like, he's not presenting it to you like a jerk. He's just saying, hey, let's do this. Why don't we just have a friendly debate about it then? You seem pretty set in your ways. Also, you barged into my office and told me how to do my job. So, frick you. But, like, I'm I'm humoring you here. Put your money where your mouth is. And her dad crumbles and is like, I don't think, uh, I can't, I've never done this before. I can't debate someone. Yeah, he goes from being a petty dink to being like a uh, a bit of a crybaby for the rest of this film up until the, <laughs> yeah. up um, until the debate. So, but he ends up agreeing to it. He ends up agreeing to do the yeah. the debate, and it mortifies Rachel. And like, <laughs> she's like, "Dad, don't do this. Please don't debate my. I'm a college freshman." Please don't debate my professor on your religious hokum in my first month of school. Like, do you know what that's going to do to me yeah. here at this school? It's going to destroy me here. But yeah, the the prank she pulled is going to have no weight anymore. <laughs> her her status in this uh, college is about to go downhill real quick. Yeah, the kids call me Egg Girl. Now they're going to call me Jesus Girl. I don't want that hanging over my head. I loved Egg Girl. Don't take this away from me, Daddy. <laughs> but he says, I'm taking it away from you. This isn't about you, Rachel. This is about something more important than you. This is about the authority of God. And she goes, well, Dad, please, please just think of your daughter. Please don't be a selfish jerk. And, and like, please don't let pride be your downfall. And he goes, nope, I have to. <laughs> this- yeah, I went three hours away from you for a reason. <laughs> Please do not debate my favorite professor. I attacked a man's beliefs, and he in turn asked me to defend myself, so now I must defend myself, even though I'm in the wrong. And every step every step of the way, I'm in the wrong here. Every step. 
so then, so Professor Kamen ends up calling the journalism guy and telling him that like, yeah, this is the, this is the debate we're doing. I have a religious dad who doesn't like his daughter thinking for herself, which is a hundred percent true. That is yep. an irrefutable fact. But again, somehow this man is the villain in all of this. So fine. <laughs> Uh, this is this is the scene where Professor Kamen is a bit of a dick to Rachel though, because the next day in class, he just he calls her out. He's like, "Yeah, we're doing a we have a debate topic for next month. It's uh, revolution versus creationism." And also, this girl, Rachel's dad, her dad is going to be the creationism guy. He's going to debate me on the merits of creationism. Her dad, okay, yeah, puts the spotlight right on her, and she is just cowering under that spotlight, yeah. and. Uh... Oh, it's it. You really kind of do feel for her because what a position to be in. Yeah, for real. Um, so uh, yeah. Oh, okay. So then we find out a little bit more about Professor Kamen. Uh, it's the newspaper bros reveal that twelve years ago they find a newspaper article from twelve years ago stating that Professor Kamen got a got the former head of biology fired because he was just teaching creationism in his biology class and not even not even mentioning evolution and yeah that's somehow seen as like a bad thing when he's like this guy at a publicly funded college was not even addressing the scientific theory of evolution he was just preaching creationism as the head of the biology department there's a christian college that he could be teaching at but he chose to come here and preach Christianity here. That seems grossly negligent. Yeah, it, it's uh, Professor Joseph G. Portland. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Who we will meet shortly. Very Do you think uh, G stands for God? Yeah, probably. Yeah, or God boy or God fearing or yeah, God willing. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, he would not uh, teach the lies of evolution at this college, no. and uh, uh, it's so rough. Mm-hmm. Uh, St- uh, Evan has to uh, Evan has to interview like the two dweebs that we met earlier at the newspaper have to interview Professor Kamen and Stephen in order to like they're going to write a story about this debate, and so. One dweeb goes to interview Cayman, and then Evan, who we met earlier, who told Rachel that Professor Cayman was wrong, has to go interview Stephen, Rachel's dad. And uh, uh, here we get one of what the longest scene in the movie, I think, so far. <laughs> this this scene is yeah, like and, four minutes long, and we don't get to see the other dweebs uh, interview with uh, Professor Cayman. No. Um, and I don't think we see that dweeb again in this entire film. Uh, yeah, I think you're right. <laughs> and also, I think we, he's just gone. But we do find out that Evan is on Stephen's side, and also the other dweeb is on his side because the other dweeb is like, "Hey, when you see uh, Stephen, when you see Rachel's oh. dad, tell him that uh, you know, tell him to to go get it. Tell him that he's like, you know, whatever. <laughs> tell him I said good luck. That's yeah. what it is. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's the departure of dweeb number two. <laughs> Uh, yeah. <laughs> he uh yeah, tell him I said good luck. Um so before Evan so Steven gets a phone call from Evan saying, Hey, can you meet me for this thing? But before that phone call happens, Steven is talking to his wife in their kitchen, and I'm just gonna read this quote verbatim because it's a beautiful quote. He says, Look at what I read in this high school textbook I got from the library. 
Humans descended from ape-like beings. There is nothing supernatural about it. And his wife says, how can they say that and get away with it? Well, it's a fact. That's how they can say it and get away with it. Yeah, there's scientific evidence towards that uh, yeah. uh, conclusion, unlike <laughs> anything that's in the Bible. But yeah, how the frick can get they get away with that shit? Love, how can they get away with it? I don't know. <laughs> You yeah. should burn down their they, house. They are so in their Bible or Bible, Bible bubble. bubble. Yeah. Yeah. That they they just can't conceive of a world where evolution is taught with a straight face. Yeah. Or with... <laughs> That's taught on like the same on par with like with creationism. That's insane. That like how could someone even believe something like evolution? That's nonsense. But it's a, it's very weird because that's how I view creationism, and yeah. it's so weird that we're on that opposite sides of coins. Yeah, for sure. That like, what is going on with this world? I don't know. But, but speaking of coins, though, um, yeah. Stephen and Evan meet up at uh, coincidentally at the same park that we saw at the start of the movie, the same river. And Stephen tells Evan the story of how Rachel found that coin and picked it up, and then a boy took it from her. And uh, and then he used that moment to teach Rachel that what the boy did was wrong because stealing is a sin, but we all sin against God, so we all steal from him, and the only thing that can forgive us is Jesus Christ's love, and that's the day she became a Christian. And I went, that doesn't really make a lot of sense, but okay, fine, fair enough. <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, when she discovered uh, true sin and <laughs> yeah, that theft. we're all sinners. It was a very teachable moment to her uh, <laughs> about the ways of life. Like, to be like, that boy stole my coin. Well, that may be, and what he did was wrong, but also, you steal from God every day. So what you are doing is like <laughs> ten times worse than what that boy did that one time. <laughs> And he, yeah, and just going, by oh. breathing God's air, you are a sinner. Yeah, by feeling anger at that boy, rightfully for stealing your money, you're sinning against God. And she goes, I'm going to submit my life to God today. And he goes, yeah, you're, you're gosh damn right you are. I was so happy to get to this scene because it was longer than 30 seconds. <laughs> it was <laughs> such a breath of fresh air. Mm -hmm. Quite literally. <laughs> But we're moving on from it because <laughs> that's yeah, all we need from it. Yep. We've got to plow through like oh, 80 more scenes. Uh, Stephen gives uh, – or no, Evan gives Stephen uh, Professor Portland's information and is like, you should contact this guy. This is the guy that he got fired. Uh, you should Maybe he can help you with the debate. Stephen calls Professor Portland, but he's not interested in helping him and does not want to talk about Cayman and talks like a friggin' mental patient. Oh, yeah, is this, he talks like a robot. Is this is Professor Portland? This is he? Ah, sorry. Try re rewrite that. That's not how a person would talk on the phone. Yeah, I feel like uh, whoever uh, played that character didn't want to do any extra work. He did all his scenes at his house, refused <laughs> yeah. to ad lib uh, what was on the script whatsoever mm -hmm. to make it more natural. Read it as written. He got it done. Mm -hmm. um, but now we get to my favorite scene, I think, in the entire movie where Evan confronts uh, um, Rachel about uh, about just about this debate, I guess. Um, or no, she sorry, she finds out that 
that Evan gave her dad that information. So she goes to confront Evan and be like, why are you meddling in this? What are you doing? Like my dad, I don't want my dad to do this. And Evan, if I could remake this movie, I would cast myself in Evan's role because he gets all the cherry lines in this movie. He gets all the best quotes. He is like, he got the best role and the worst look in this movie. Um, to describe Evan, he has a bowl cut and a chin strap, and it is the worst look I've ever seen on a person ever. It is awful. Yeah, uh, particularly in the last scene, I was like, this chin strap is garbage. <laughs> he he looks like a chode. Yeah. It is... Like, it looks... Oh, he's so disgusting. His hair looks like it's cosplaying a military helmet. That's the only way I can describe it. Like, it it looks like... His hair looks like a bucket helmet, and then his chin strap goes, and, like, he's got a goatee on his chin that his chin strap connects to, and it's just gross. Like, it, he looks like he smells. I'll say that about him. But he's my favorite character yeah. in the movie. Yeah, and everybody else... Like has decent hair, decent makeup, mm -hmm. but he seems to have uh like a a twelve dollar haircut <laughs> and no makeup whatsoever. <laughs> and he, you're right, he totally looks like he smells. <laughs> he just looks like that kid that nobody would touch at school mm -hmm. whatsoever. But and that and that's probably true, but only because he's a smug douchebag Christian. Like he, she. Rachel confronts him and is like, hey, stop encouraging my dad. Like, this is very embarrassing for me. I don't want this to happen. And he goes like, well, I mean, you know, Professor Kamen, he's, what he's saying is wrong and he's lying. And she goes, no, I'm going to read some of these quotes verbatim because they're very, they're very, very good. He says, uh, she says, Professor Kamen is, get a, she says, Professor Kamen is a very intelligent man who makes good points. And he goes, no, Professor Kamen is a good communicator who only makes it sound like he has good points. Did he do the chicken and egg thing yet? <laughs> yeah. And he said the egg, right? The egg came first. And he gave you some line about the scientific research and the fossil <laughs> record. And Rachel, like, thinks about it. And he goes, Rachel, think about it. Life comes from life. It doesn't come from non-life. God created the chicken first and then set it up so that life could reproduce itself. Cayman doesn't believe in God, so he teaches the opposite. Just answer me this one question. Did God create this world, or did it all come about through evolution? And she goes, I'm not going to answer that, because she doesn't have to. And he goes, you just did. <laughs> <laughs> you bit. <laughs> just oh, man, scorches whole... her. I'm so glad that you had that whole thing keyed up, because oh. that is just so perfect, and really expresses who this dink is he's such a he's so smug he's such a smug dink in this every every time he talks to somebody you can smell the smugness on him that's why he stinks it's, he just stinks of smugness he's the worst yeah like i want to call him evan almighty but like that name is too good for him yeah he's more of a bruce almighty than anything else he's, he's shooting up <laughs> with it <laughs> The conviction at which you said that he should be more of a Bruce Almighty. <laughs> that was so good. Uh, so and so Stephen's stressing he's like not ready for this debate. He's never debated before, and Professor Kamen debates all the time. And it's at this point that I realized, oh, this is a David and Goliath story. Like that's what this is being set up as. Is like this. He's not a he's not a debater, and Professor Kamen is a master debater. This is uh, it's just he's it's David and Goliath. Yeah, unintended, 
unintended masturbation joke, of yeah, course. No, totally intended. They know what they're doing. It's a sin against God. You honor God <laughs> when you're when you're surfing the internet alone at your home. Yeah, nobody gets a boner. Nobody mm. masturbates in this movie. Mm. It's real PG. Mm-hmm. Nobody is getting banged at parties. No one's getting fricked. It's yeah. Despite what we said earlier about <laughs> frick your daughter, nobody's doing that either. So not once. Uh, we find out Tyler's playing games with Rachel, but like Tyler is such a non. Tyler and Jason, that whole friends crew is such a non-entity after this point that like. Why even talk about like they're nothing? They're just the story is about Rachel and Evan and her dad and Professor Kamen. It they are inconsequential to what happens in this movie. Yeah, they really try to make the heck boys a thing, and <laughs> Jason is really perpetuating the whole like, oh, hit it and quit it, or you should just quit it because she ain't gonna give it up. Yeah. And Tyler's like, oh, I got a plan. I'm going to, at the flag football party, I'm going to reveal my plan. Hey, spoiler alert, so we never have to talk about these guys again. She breaks up with them. They never go to the flag football party, and we never find out what his plan was. It's just pointless. I think when the script was written that these guys were supposed to be, like, actual football guys and real, like, players, but, like, they didn't have the money to film any football scenes. Yeah. And (laughs) they didn't have the actors to play football players. They're like, flag football, whatever. There's a flag football party and he's gonna try to scam on her. Let's not show it. Who cares? (laughs) See, I think that when they filmed this movie, it was uh, 65 minutes long and they went oh crap we need like something to pad out the rest of this movie and so they went well we got that Tyler guy that she cracks eggs over his head let's introduce a subplot where he's trying to like play games with her or whatever well how are we going to resolve it yeah we won't it won't matter <laughs> went, okay we can, matter. That, that adds 15 minutes to the script that sounds good yeah <laughs> that's good well they are correct in their belief that the debate matters and nothing else matters. True, yeah. And the authority of God matters. Let's not forget that. <laughs> yeah, praise him. Give yeah. it up. Uh, Stephen is hounding Professor Portland to help him. He goes to his home and he's like hounding him and he's just like, I don't want to do, I don't want to help you. Like, I don't care. I'm not going to, I don't want to get involved with this. And so, okay, that's pointless, whatever. <laughs> like, again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah? Portland does live at this gigantic mansion acreage area. Like, did he get into stocks and bonds after he was disgraced as a (laughs) shitty college professor for evolution? Twelve years ago, he he was the head of the biology department. Now he lives on a friggin' ranch. I don't know how that happened. (laughs) He failed up. Like, why would he want to go back to school at that point? He's got got the best life ever. Maybe he sold his uh, story to Hollywood. (laughs) <laughs> maybe it's called a matter of faith and we're watching it <laughs> uh so back back in rachel's life a, a boy in her class comes up to her and is like hey have you seen your dad's debating cayman right has have you seen cayman ex- example that humans evolved from apes uh yeah as soon as he drops out on your dad it's going to totally embarrass him like it's going to totally make him look like an idiot on stage once he reveals that humans came from apes and so Evan butts his dumb, smug little face in and goes, hey, let me ask you a question. Does your mother look like an ape? And he goes, Ooh. and he goes, what? And he goes, does your grandmother look like an ape? And Get then the kid rightly goes, who are you? 
<laughs> what is happening? Yeah. And he goes, does your great-grandmother look like an ape? Let me tell you something. You can go all the way back to the first people, Adam and Eve, and you'll see that they were people because people come from people and apes come from apes. Now who's going to make who look like an idiot? Well, yeah, and he has this like shamed look on his face like he really got God. <laughs> like, oh my God, what was oh, I taught? Oh my Lord, I've been, I've been a fool. And he, the kid's response is just, whatever. And he walks away when it should have been, <laughs> what, are you fuck, what are you talking about, man? <laughs> like, no. Yeah, eventually somewhere down the line, my ancestors were apes, sure. Or like ape people, whatever. Of course. We were all mush at some point, whatever. Yeah, he's... Evan Almighty is trying to make this huge, uh, strong, powerful statement uh, about evolution and uh, how stupid it is because mm-hmm. we we definitely didn't come from apes, even though we totally kind of look like apes. Yeah, look if at you a, take away <laughs> if you, some hair. If you shave a gorilla, it looks like a person. That's like a thing. Yeah. I've seen uh, I've seen the skeleton of a of um what was it. A um a gibbon yeah it was a gibbon like a, one of the like and with the exception of its long arms it is a human skeleton like it looks exactly like a person's skeleton it's just the long the arms are longer that's the only difference between the two yeah. it's just weird we're all pink on the inside is what I'm trying to say yeah like the step from that to a Neanderthal is not that much no and they are incredibly intelligent and can do freaking sign language yeah. <laughs> Apes are awesome. Yeah. I'd much rather be an ape. Right? Than some smug douchebag. Rachel hits If a... I had to had to choose between Evan and an ape, I would definitely be and have sex with an ape. <laughs> yeah, I would shave an ape's head so it had a bowl cut and a chin strap, and then I would make that yeah. ape my bride. <laughs> make that ape that bride. Yeah, frick your ape. Uh Rachel tells Evan, I don't need you to defend me. To which Evan replies, I wasn't defending you. He was defending God, the authority of God. This was my credits moment of the film. <laughs> you shut it where, off. <laughs> uh, yeah, where he says, I wasn't defending you. And then he would say, I was defending God. Because that's the logical <laughs> line there. Mm-hmm. And then credits, yep. done. No sense in this entire movie. We don't come from apes. No. Here's a weird thing I realized at this point, too. All of the Christians in this movie have perfect straight posture. Everyone. Every single Christian we see has the like the, the best posture, and everyone who's not a Christian slumps and is like bad, ugly posture. I don't know if that was an intentional thing or like a, it just they happen to cast these people for these roles, but it's it's it like there's enough examples that I go well that must have been intentional then that like every Christian is just like this perfect person and everyone else is just this greasy you know grub monkey ooh can I say that that sounds racist yeah we should probably you know yeah we'll erase that out this is not a political show so we don't want to get into that yeah snip snip yeah (laughs) but Oh, damn, I had a point to your point, and then I can't point my point anymore. Perfect posture. Everyone had perfect posture. Okay, okay so I feel like this is such a shitty movie, they could not have an in-depth uh, like point to make through posture like that. Like <laughs> <laughs> These guys 
But they're also creepy in the way that they structure their uh, script. So maybe they did have that yeah. in there. But there is something weird about Christians having great posture in the most creepy way possible. <laughs> they try so hard for that perfect. Maybe, maybe it's to distinguish them from apes. Because everyone else is hunched like an ape, and the Christians are all standing up perfectly straight and going, no, how could we descend from apes? Look how beautiful my posture is. Great point. I I think you hit the nail on the head. There's there's nothing else we could say, I don't think. Well, I was defending God. I wasn't defending you. <laughs> how does he not say that line? Like, I don't we know. both got there. Yeah. Uh, uh, Evan also says, Cayman teaches his evolution lies to trick people into turning their back on their faith. You can't just add Jesus to your life. You have to submit your life to him. He says this all to Rachel. And Rachel goes, oh, damn. Yeah, I never even thought about that. So she goes back to her dorm room and busts out her Bible. But sorry, that $50 bill is gone, baby. You missed out on that ride. So <laughs> she flips through her book and goes, Lord Jesus, I want to submit. Which is, oh, ugh creepy it's so disgusting <laughs> um, like and that's the big turn for her that is yeah. what we're supposed to find special about this woman is that she decides to submit <laughs> so gross <laughs> yeah. so there's some other shit with her and professor came in she's like she turns her back on him and is like the chicken came first whatever who cares let's get to this freaking debate <laughs> i want to talk about the debate baby yeah let's get to it all right i'll play the debate theme song just kidding um so the debate is like it's structured uh, you know like one one person gets to say their piece the next person says their piece then they get to like ask questions and kind of counter argue about it and then they'll open it up to the floor and then and any questions from the audience that then they can ask them then and so steven's opening argument is that because science can't reproduce or recreate evolution or the origin of life then it's not valid <laughs> and i went well I don't know if that holds up because they've seen we've we've seen evolution like in our life in our lifetime in the last hundred years we've seen evolution happen amongst like um like different plant species and different birds and uh, different uh, bugs and insects we've seen them evolve over the last like hundred years <laughs> and they go nah that's not good enough yeah he he has a couple things on his side at the beginning he he submits to the audience and he tells them he's he hasn't done this before mm -hmm. um his dick he is also, out. he also <laughs> says upon what you were saying that the origins of creation cannot be observed uh speaking about the big bang and mm -hmm. the creation of like the first amoebas or whatever mm -hmm. but there it, we can and we kind of have like we've looked at uh, cosmic background radiation <laughs> a bunch of other stuff that science has like looked into to view uh what's going on with our lives and he's like but you can't see it you can't prove it <laughs> yeah he's just saying a bunch of bullcrap he says nothing times something doesn't equal everything I went, <laughs> I, like, okay, that's catchy, I guess, but that's not really what it was. <laughs> like, okay, fine. I I think they use that quite a lot. I've heard that before. It's garbage. I think that's a pretty, 
prominent saying within the uh, creationism community: it's, "Nothing times nothing equals does not equal everything." Yeah, it's it means it's nothing. Just, it it literally yeah. it, it is that it's nothing times nothing is what that phrase is. It's just garbage. <laughs> yeah, and boo on the fossil records like those are anything. I love. Uh, when uh, creationists say that, like, God put fossils there to, like, trick us or something. <laughs> oh. Have you heard that? Yeah, of course. They were they were buried by the devil in order to trick people. But <laughs> <laughs> there's... <laughs> Earlier in the movie, Stephen has a book. Do you remember what that book is called? Like, The Answers? Yeah, it's like The New Answers or something. Yeah, I looked into that book. That's a real book that you can buy, but I found it all on their website for free. You can just read that book for free on that company's website. So, so I was reading through some of it, and the stuff they have about dinosaurs <laughs> is like is hilarious. It's just people lying about stuff and like they have like so there's a they talk about like, well, how do you explain dinosaurs? And they're like, well, on the sixth day, God created all animals, including dinosaurs, but disease and death and sin hadn't doesn't exist yet. So dinosaurs lived peacefully with all the other animals. And then when the flood happened, all the dinosaurs got killed in the flood. That's why there's no dinosaurs, because they all got killed in the flood. Adam and Eve lived with them. But like that was only a few hundred years ago. Here's this guy. <laughs> There's a story they tell in there on the in this book about like this guy. Uh, we have this interview with this guy who found uh, a dinosaur with flesh and and like blood in it and everything, and it was like a dead dinosaur that had blood in it. But how could that be if they're from millions of years ago? And so I read they had like a you know like on Wikipedia they have like the quotations where you can like look at their sources. So mm -hmm. I, I read the source for that quote that they had about like the guy finding the dinosaur. And the story that they link to is just a lie. It's just a flat out lie told by this musician, <laughs> this like gospel musician about how he went up to Alaska and like got in a dinghy with like a couple people and they paddled north as far north as you can go in Alaska. And as they were paddling along the shore, sticking out of the rock was this dinosaur head. And as they went by, he pulled the dinosaur head off into their boat and it was 80 pounds. It's a wonder it didn't sink the boat. And anyway, there was flesh and blood in it. And they, and at no point did they go, do you have any pictures of that? Like that was like 10 years ago. No, I don't have anything. I have no proof it existed. I Googled all of that. <laughs> None of that story is true. It's all just bullshit. Like it's just, and this book is just being like, these are the facts. These lies that this gospel singer told us are the facts. <laughs> it's I, sorry to rant. It was just, it was crazy reading up about that stuff. No, definitely worth it. I I do hope that we all die and we go yeah, to me heaven too. Oh. and God's like, yeah, I put those fossils there to trick you. That guy who <laughs> went tricked. up to Alaska, he totally found that <laughs> <Yeah>. thing. <laughs> Guess what, pal? You facialed yourself. You believed in dinosaurs. Enjoy hell for for all eternity because you believed in dinosaurs yeah. and you said, God damn it once. And go to hell. See you later, loser. Yeah, it pulls a big switch and the floor gets uh, cut mm -hmm. out under you and you fall right down to hell, you mm -hmm. stupid idiot. And who's there to greet you at the door? Why, it's little Richard himself. And you go, what are you doing here? And he goes, I'll tell you off air, buddy. <laughs> Debate. <laughs> so Professor Kamen, his opening uh, line is about like, 
pretty much the same thing except the op- like the flip side of it being like well religion can't prove anything we at least have like tests and stuff that can prove stuff religion is just a bunch of hokum and like taking things on faith faith is just wishful thinking you can't just hope that things are going to exist and just you know whatever and just hope that things work out he doesn't do a very good job of his opening statement i i professor came and let me down in this whole debate uh, I think that's a bit by design from Of course it is, movie. yeah. He's not a real person. Uh, <laughs> like, he's too good of an actor to really bumble most of it like he maybe should have. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, he eloquently gets through a bunch of shitty remarks, and he doesn't go into detail like he could have. He says he's on the uh, side of Freud, <laughs> yeah. uh, that uh, <laughs> he believes that uh, man has created um, God. Mm-hmm. I guess that goes... Uh, when they're questioning each other. Well, that's but... okay, but that that is where we're going next. So, and and he's right, yeah. like he's right cuz Stephen yeah. asks him, "Well, how do you explain away God?" And he goes, "Well, man created God." And he goes, "What? <laughs> man created God?" <laughs> yeah, that's bro. That's got to be a that's a big dagger to a Christian. Oh, yeah. Like how God are we created God? How dare you say that? And like he again, everything he says I go, "Yeah, that sounds right." Cuz he's like life was really shitty and really unfair for people. And so they needed man invented this like supernatural umpire who would like call the right and wrong and like punish people who deserve to be punished. And he's like, people got a raw deal back in the day. So they needed to know they needed to think that there was something better waiting for them because life is cruel and uncaring. And they needed to just, in order to get through their garbage life, they had to hope that there was something better after they die, which is like, yeah, that all makes sense. That totally explains God, for sure. Yeah, and, like, cultures were at a different point evolutionarily-wise as far as what they thought about and needed some kind of reason for everything to exist. They they were wondering what happens after we die, who created uh, differences in animals and stuff mm-hmm. like that, like, Every single society throughout history created some kind of god character. Yeah. Because they wanted to uh, figure out more about life. We are very... uh, Curious. We'd love to... Yeah. Yeah, sorry. I mean, I was just trying to help. I didn't mean to derail you there. No, I was on a soapbox and then I stepped (laughs) off pretty quickly. (laughs) But, like, it's all good. Well, get back up there, pal. Tell me about your faith nah. in God. What do you think? Do you think we go? Do you think we just rot in the ground when we die? Uh, well, I hope not, but probably. Uh, but I hope God exists. It would be so funny, especially like a specific religious God. Oh, mm. that would be so sweet. Like if if like if um if like Jewish God was the God, like Old Testament God, who was just like, I'm going to turn your wife into a fucking pillar of salt, pal. How's that sound? <laughs> <laughs> You're like I don't really want to do that. Hey, I made a deal with I made a bet with the devil that I who, we could I'm going to torture this guy and then he's going to he won't turn his back on me. And he's just I'm just going to torture him, make his life a living hell, and all to just to win a bet with the devil. That's the god that I think exists. That that'd be yeah. the fun god to exist. The one who's just like, "Yeah, plagues exist, whatever. I'm going to rain frogs down on this kingdom and kill all the firstborns. Why not? Whatever." Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I want to test your faith, so I'm going to do a bunch of horrible stuff. Yeah. Uh, I dare you. Still believe in me. I dare you to not believe in me. Enjoy hell forever. 
that is a lot of the stories isn't it like i'm not versed well in the bible but he dares a lot of mofos kill your son and then at the very last second (laughs) just kidding man don't kill your son what are you doing (laughs) i was gonna kill my son god i was gonna i had a knife i was gonna murder my son for you (laughs) (laughs) don't do that man that's that's stupid don't do that what a fun story for all the kitties yeah exactly (laughs) hell forever um so uh, he says, uh, Professor Kamen's talking about how he like he's he's he supports Freud, and he's like, yeah, I, I Freud was right, and I'm gonna stand by Freud on this one. And then a voice from the crowd goes, Freud was wrong, and the moderator goes, Hey, this isn't the time for audience <laughs> participation. And so yeah. Stephen, you shut up, please. Yeah, and so we find out it's Professor Wallace P. Portland or whatever his name is, <laughs> Joseph G. Joseph G. For Joseph God. Gordon. Joseph Gordon Portman is there <laughs> and he goes, Freud was wrong. And the guy, Hey, you can't, you can't just talk right now. And Steven goes, yeah. it's okay. He's my friend. He's with me. Well, that doesn't matter. <laughs> you still can't yeah. do that. <laughs> still against the rules of debate. So Steven being the weak man, he is goes, Hey, can this guy just do the rest of the debate? I don't want to do the debate anymore. I'm going to lose. Can this guy do it? And the the moderator goes, all right, yeah, sure. Are you cool with that, Cayman? And he goes, I don't care. Whatever. I don't have any more lines after this, so I'm just going to nod my head. It's fine. Well, Stephen was really sweating buckets before this because Cayman yeah. uh, brings up the fact that humans actually wrote the Bible yeah. and it's not – god's word at all and how do you explain that he's like oh i got faith oh and he goes so let me get this straight you believe in a book that you that you don't know who wrote it in a god who you can't prove exists in the hope that there's some afterlife well i'll stick with freud and then freud was wrong (laughs) um so professor portland gets on stage and is just like hey do you mind if i take over do you mind if i debate this guy and steven goes yes thank god oh man i was i was crumbling there i couldn't do it yeah, the Lord has really given them a truck in this moment. Oh, yeah, for real. And a big old truck with a big old dumper named Professor Portland. Yeah. So Professor Portland now just gives a long rambling speech about God that, like, he just he just basically says that everything Professor came and said was wrong, but gives no evidence to back that up. Just says, like, it's wrong. And people go, oh, wow, it's wrong. Prove prove that it's wrong. Nah, I don't have to. It's just wrong. Freud was wrong. How? Anyway, moving on. uh, (laughs) I have no evidence. Yeah, he he really captivates the audience for no reason at all. Yeah. And he says uh, man wouldn't have created God because he blames him for all his problems. (laughs) And he curses God all the time. And it's just a non sequitur. It doesn't, like follow logically whatsoever and it doesn't disprove what came and said at all he says at one point but man didn't create god freud got that wrong but again gives no (laughs) evidence to back it up just okay the sky is purple and my shoes are platform shoes well i can clearly see that you're wearing loafers no these are platform shoes okay i'm now i'm crying you've inspired me so much (laughs) he should have talked about loafers more often yeah agreed Um, there's a, like, there's a whole bunch of shit that he says here where he says like organic compounds combined to make living organisms. But all of the experiments showed was that some compounds could combine to make organisms and intelligence was needed to design those experiments. 
Well, that doesn't make any sense. And that also doesn't discredit what was shown in the experiments, like that compounds combine to make living organisms. That doesn't just because somebody built a setting for that to happen doesn't mean that that couldn't have happened in a pile of ooze or lava or something. Yeah. And it doesn't prove that God created us, which is... Yeah, and he also says that the amount of information in the nucleus of a cell shows that it couldn't have evolved and must have been created. What do you mean? What? (laughs) Yeah, like, just because you don't understand it doesn't mean that, like, it's impossible. (laughs) You can't can't just say that that as if that's, like, a counterpoint. You're just saying... No, it's opposite day. This is yes is no, and no is yes. And then people cry because <laughs> it's so powerful. Yeah, it's it's just a bunch of nonsense, just like everything in these Christian films yeah. is. And then the conclusion you're supposed to get out of that is that God does exist, and he did create us, and this Mr. Cayman is a snake in the grass. Yeah. The most troubling aspect of this whole thing is that evolution is being taught in our schools as a matter of fact, when in fact, no one can scientifically prove evolution, except for all the scientists that proved evolution and like showed, like there was experiments done with fruit flies because they don't live very long. They took fruit flies and then bred them over 35 generations of fruit flies to breed with just specific types of fruit flies that they had. So like in in the whole big batch of fruit flies that they had, they, they engineered it over like 35 generations that certain ones would only breed with each other. And the fruit flies evolved so they could only breed with each other. Like the ones that they had set up to breed could only breed with the other ones that they had set up to breed with them. So like... They've proven evolution. That's like, that's proven evolution right there. They took fruit flies and then engineered them so they could only, through just selective breeding and through all that, and whatever the experiment was, so that specific ones could only mate with specific ones. That's evolution. The fruit flies changed. And beautiful. Yeah. Nature is so exciting and wonderful. And the evolution of creatures, is, it's all very interesting stuff. Yeah, but it's garbage. It's all a lie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's all garbage. The Earth is Throw not it in the trash. <laughs> the Earth is not billions of years old, or even millions of years old. Not even close. <laughs> anyway, moving on. <laughs> yeah, not by a long shot. Yeah. And he just says it so matter of factly, yep. and you're supposed to be so on board by this point. <laughs> like, and he brings up that like evolution should be taught alongside creationism like yep. he tries to be the good boy <laughs> they're equal they're e- and people should make yeah. their own decisions about it nah go to a christian yeah. school if that's what you want then don't don't put it in the public school take take it to your private christian garbage school yeah. like he is the way that he talks is exactly the way that evan said that professor Cayman talks he, j- he is just a good communicator who only makes it sound like he has good points. That's literally what Professor Portland is. <laughs> like, exactly what Evan said Cayman was. Yeah, there's a complete projection on that part. It's, uh, he is exactly that person. He is just, he's able to spin some words together. Again, another pretty decent actor in mm-hmm. this film. Mm-hmm. The two professors there are probably a highlight for me. 
And uh, yeah, he just spins a bunch of yarn um, and he like ends on exciting things that you're supposed to go like, oh, yeah, maybe (laughs) maybe creation is a thing. Well, he ends by being like, I know what I'm going to do if I'm going to teach both sides of it. And if people want to follow, if people want to believe in evolution, follow where that leads. And if they want to believe in creationism, then you serve the Lord. And I know what I'm going to do. (laughs) I'm going to serve the Lord, Jesus Christ, who died for our sins and rose after three days. And then people just like, yeah. (laughs) And like Stephen's wife is crying and like, (laughs) it's just this like nonsense. Yeah. He apparently wins the debate. I guess. But, uh, yeah. Well, because the the, uh, the the moderator goes, uh, Professor Kamen, is there anything you want to say to that? And Professor Kamen just goes, just shakes his head. No. No. <laughs> like He just gives up. What, Man, just dismantle this guy. What are you doing? How well do you know the topic you teach? Dismantle him. You could. He definitely has the tools to just rip apart every single uh, thing that he just said. Mr. Portland yeah. uh, says, who... Who doesn't uh, get his job back from nope. what you can see? <laughs> no, nope. nor should he. No. So the but debate. He, oh, go ahead. Sorry. Well, Mister uh, Portland blames himself for uh, getting fired. He yeah. doesn't blame Mister Kamen. He again is trying to play the good boy mm-hmm. and uh, get the audience on his side. And people are and, like, "Why uh, are you telling us this?" Yeah, we <laughs> like, don't need to hear this. Like Let's audience, just end this debate. Yeah, the audience is like, "What does this have to do with creationism? Why are you telling us your history, your personal history, your beef with Professor Kamen? It just seems pointless." <laughs> so the the debate ends, and there's no audience questions. Like the moderator just goes, "Well, join us next month for another debate." When it's like, you'd think somebody would have a question for somebody, but I guess not. And so, yeah, and he tells Portland that there will be questions from the audience later on. <laughs> nope, no such luck. So the debate ends, and everyone in the crowd rushes over to Stephen and is just like wanting to talk to him and like get his like congratulate him on winning the debate. When it's like, well, a you didn't do anything. You buckled under the pressure, and you let some other guy d- win the debate for you. Win is in quotation marks there, but and like yeah, some but- somehow he's the hero in the story. It's also not a huge celebration by any means. They kind of like just kind of gravitate toward him. They are <laughs> congratulating him and everything, but like there's no like round of applause or like clear clear winner or anything. Yeah, it just kind it's of a ends. very <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's very anticlimactic. But what isn't anticlimactic is the big reveal at the very end of the movie when oh. Evan is talking to Rachel and is like, hey, uh, oh, he takes her. He takes her back to that to the river. He takes her back to that spot where uh, her and her dad, where she became a Christian. He goes, do you remember this spot? And she goes, yeah, this is where my family comes on vacation sometime. And he goes, no, but do you remember it from ten years ago? <laughs> and she goes, I mean, I guess. And he goes, you were throwing rocks into the river, and then a boy took a 50 cent piece from your hand and then you became a Christian. And she goes, yeah. Do you remember? Yeah. And she goes, yeah, I guess so. Did my dad tell you that? And he goes, no, I was that boy. (laughs) (laughs) Completely unnecessary. (laughs) So unnecessary. So such a stupid Shyamalan twist (laughs) to the end of this movie. (laughs) 
And then he goes, do you want to go get some lunch? And she goes, okay. And, then, and the movie ends. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, it's so creepy. That scene, he, like, keeps on asking her if she remembers <laughs> and is, like, just begging her to, like... <laughs> Bang him. And I, I could barely watch this scene because, A, I knew it, this whole thing was over. And <laughs> I also just couldn't stop staring at his chin beard in this scene for Ugh, some reason. It's awful. Like, it's just, like, half-shaven on his cheek. Like, it's <laughs> they didn't put any effort into his haircut. And I was just like, ah, I can't look at this gross face anymore. <laughs> I hear oh, you, Oh, my God. And so that's... They're how- also... Uh, is a very quick scene before this where Mr. Uh, came and goes to his office and opens his briefcase oh, yeah. and looks at that rubber chicken yeah. one last time. I felt like this could have been done in a clear field like uh, at the end of Facing the Giants. Falls to his he knees. He just holds up. Yeah. I thought he was going to throw it in the trash or something, but he just does. He just looks at it and goes like, well. That would have been good. It would have been something. I think that would have played. It would have yeah. been closure of some kind instead of just him being like, uh, time to choke the chicken, you know what I'm saying? He looks in the camera and <laughs> winks at him. Yeah, he definitely should have winked at the camera, and then oh, yeah. they should have ended the whole movie. Yeah, for sure. For, for, they, he should have winked into the camera, and when his eye opened again, he had thriller eyes. <laughs> and it... <laughs> <laughs> and uh, then they put up some stupid quote right before the credits oh, that yeah, says yeah. something like, God made us, we didn't make ourselves. Yeah, and it said Freud was wrong. And you go, okay, sure. Yeah, I thought life came from life, though. So what are you trying to tell me? It just says Freud was wrong, and then a dash, Professor Portland. You go, okay, I guess that's the end of it then. So, Did you watch all of the credits? No, I shut it off immediately. <laughs> okay, so I watched all the credits. <laughs> okay. My favorite uh, name Please. Uh, through the credits was Mr. Movie.biz. <laughs> and they... Uh, what is that? Is that a character? They supplied uh, the title and the end credits. <laughs> Shoutouts to MrMovie.biz. Yeah, get it. <laughs> and uh, there's also a quote from the movie um, from Rachel herself. Oh. Uh, and it just says, the chicken came first. Ugh. Rachel Whitaker. It's so gross, but uh, I felt it was worth it to watch the whole credits. <laughs> totally worth it. I guess we should do that for every movie if there's going to be sneaky, sly stuff in there. It's, I mean, we're going to have to watch every credit scene. Damn it. Oh, well. Uh, so, how many uh, tortured, bloody Jesus on the cross would you give this out of 10? I'd probably give this a 9.9. Yeah, me too. The maximum amount of crucified Christ as I could. This movie is... This, like I said, this movie is why we made this show. This is uh, this is what we want out of our Christian cinema. Yeah, and I think uh, it's going to lay the groundwork for what we're going to see in other movies. I hope so. I hope this isn't the pinnacle of it. I mean, we, nah. there's some crazy stuff. I've been, I've been looking through the stuff, and there's some pretty fun movies that we'll be talking about here pretty soon. Uh, There's an endless supply of them. Yeah. I I can't wait. We have Christmas movies from now into eternity. We will never run out. Every Christmas, we're going to have a new movie. Easy. And they'll all star Dean Cain. Yeah. I can't wait. I, I was looking at a few trailers after this movie because this just got me jazzed for doing this more often. <laughs> and I think I'm more excited for Christmas than I've ever been this early in the year. <laughs> well, that's good. <laughs> Well, we finished our Valentine's Day talk. We'll uh, we'll jump. We'll start our Christmas countdown next episode. <laughs> Fuck Sounds Easter. Good. We're skipping over Easter. Frick it. We're skipping over it. 
Yeah, frick that shit. Yeah. So until next time, I love you. I love you. We love you. We love you. Jesus this, Moses that, Abraham hit me with a whiffle ball bat. Jesus this, Moses that, Abraham hit me with a whiffle ball bat. A friend in need, a friend indeed, a friend who'll tease is better. Our thoughts compressed, which makes us blessed.